And this is the passage where Jesus walks on the water. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him. Lord, if it's really you, tell me me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Take all those books. Well, good morning, everyone. It's uh, great to be gathering around the word this morning with you. All right. It's actually really interesting that as we've been praying and talking, storms have come up a bunch of times because that's a really key theme in our passage today. And uh, On the 2nd of November, 1996, um, I was on a plane flying from Canberra to Brisbane. Obviously, I don't remember this. I was one year old. But my mum and I were flying back from Canberra to Brisbane. And uh, as we're flying down into Brisbane, the plane flies into a storm. And the storm, uh, it, it's quite an electrical storm. The, the plane is getting thrown around. There's turbulence. The passengers all go deathly quiet because there's lightning on either side of the plane. And, and uh, while all of this is happening, I happen to sleep through the entire storm. So all of the passengers of the plane are turning to my mum going, how is your baby sleeping through this storm? <laughs> but then uh, roughly 20 years later, uh, I was on exactly the same flight, Canberra to Brisbane. I was going to visit um, my grandma in, uh, in, Brit- in Queensland. And something had changed in me in those 20 years because as we're flying down into Brisbane, lo and behold, exactly the same weather phenomenon happens. There's a tropical storm and the plane starts getting thrown around and the pilot comes on the overhead going... Ladies and gentlemen, please return to your seats. There is some turbulence coming up, so everyone buckles their seatbelts. And uh, as we're coming into land, the plane starts getting thrown around. And it's exactly the same. There's lightning outside the plane, and I am gripping the handles. So if you're ever on a plane and you see, like, fingernail marks in the handles, you know who that was. But as we're flying down, the person next to me is, is just out to it. He's just asleep. And just as we get into land, he wakes up, And he goes, oh, there's a storm. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm not looking out the window because if you can't see it, it's less likely to exist. And I'm just getting there, but I survived. And uh, it's, it's funny because I think we all go through storms in life, don't we? 
We all get thrown around and we encounter things that, that throw us around as storms. Sometimes those storms are unexpected. Health challenges, maybe it's relational challenges, financial challenges. But we all face storms. I don't think there will be any one of us here that's going, I wonder when a storm is going to come. We actually are more often asking the question, what do I do when I'm in the middle of this storm? And I'm where Peter was, treading water, drowning and going, Lord, save me. How do we deal with the storms of life? And uh, we've been going through the Gospel of Matthew, following Jesus in Matthew. And uh, what I love about this passage is Jesus is telling us how to deal with a storm. He's showing us in a real life example how to face the storms that life throws at us. And he does this by showing us three things. Number one is Jesus sends us into the storm. Number two is he speaks to us in the storm. And three is he calls us in the storm to step out of the boat. The first is Jesus sends us into the storm. It's crazy. As we open up our passage of investigation, Matthew 14, one of the first things that stood out to me is that Jesus insists his disciples should go in the boat. A bit of context here. The passage before is Jesus has just fed 5,000 people. Everyone is loving him. Jesus is trending. And as he is speaking to them, the crowd starts to go, we think we should make this guy king by force. But how does Jesus respond? He sends his disciples out and he goes into a lonely place to pray. But What's really interesting is that Jesus intentionally sends his disciples into a storm. Now, hang on a minute, Jesus. Don't you know that there's a storm ahead? Don't you know that this is a bad idea? Why would he send them into the storm? And yet, he does. And I think if nothing else, if this passage doesn't tell us anything else, it should tell us this. Don't take the presence of a storm to indicate the absence of God. Don't take the presence of a storm to indicate the absence of God. We buy into this idea that if God was really with us, there wouldn't be any storms. But in fact, Jesus is about to reveal himself in the storm. Now think about storms for a second. I think something that makes this whole factor worse is that uh, in a storm you can't see. Think about it. There's low visibility. The, the clouds are pressing down. It's raining. The, you, you can't see what's in front of you. It's dark. And it can be like that in our storms. We, we, we can think that God isn't speaking or God isn't with us or God isn't revealing himself. But actually, you may not be hearing anything, but just because you're in a storm does not mean he's ditched the boat. In fact, Jesus sends his disciples into the storm because a storm is a crisis point. A storm is a point in which it brings out God's response and our heart's character to the fore. A storm is a moment when, when our heart's true response to God is brought out. Think about it. Peter is revealed in, in, in both incredible faith and incredible doubt because of the storm. Jesus is revealed in power because of the storm. And so just because we're in a storm, don't take 
the presence of a storm to indicate the absence of God. In fact, it's the opposite. God meets us in the storm. Which leads us onto our second point, which is that Jesus speaks to us in the storm. I think it's really interesting that as Peter is in this passage and, and he's speaking, uh, oh, sorry, Jesus is in this passage, he shows up and the disciples are in this boat. Now, when I was in Israel, uh, the archaeologists around the Sea of Galilee actually found a boat dating from the first century. It's this incredible boat. It's probably only less than the size of this stage. It's maybe this, this long to the end of the stage. So it's not a very big boat. You've got 12 men crammed into this boat and there's this storm raging. It says that the winds picked up and buffeted the boat. And everyone's afraid. And, and, and then they look at him and they go, it's a ghost. They see this person walking on the water. And I don't know about you, I was thinking about this at night last night. What in the world do you do in that moment? You can't go somewhere. You can't get out of the way. You, all you can do is just face this situation. And yet Jesus speaks in this situation. He says three things so profound. He says, take courage. I am. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am. Don't be afraid. Now, if you have a Bible open, you may have seen that some translations have this a little differently. Some translations say, take courage or take heart. It is I. Don't be afraid. But actually, the words that Jesus has used is ego eimi. Can you say that? Ego eimi. It's a Greek word, and to, to the first disciples and to the first Christians, this was like a siren going off. Because in the Bible that Jesus read, the, the Greek translation of the Old Testament, it's called the Septuagint. In this, this, this Greek translation, when Moses is, is called by God up into a mountain and he encounters this burning bush, God speaks through the bush and, and, and Moses asks, Who are you? And what does God say? I am. He says, if someone asks you who's coming, say, ego, a me, sent me. I am, sent me to you. And so the moment Jesus' followers heard Jesus saying these words, they would have immediately clicked that this is not just some ordinary saying. Jesus is claiming to be the God who for Moses parted the sea and saved his people. Jesus is claiming to be the God who stood before creation and in the chaotic waters parted the sea to bring out dry land. Jesus is claiming to be God in this moment, a God who saves his people. Take courage, I am. Don't be afraid. Take courage, I am. Don't be afraid. But the moment we hear that, I think we also need to realize that God is saying that same words to us in our storms. To those of you who feel like you're treading water. You feel like life has just thrown things at you and you don't know how to deal with them. And, and you feel like you're just holding your hand up in the last moment. Take courage. I am. Don't be afraid. The moment that, that we feel like we're afraid and we don't know what to do next, take courage. I am. Don't be afraid. The moment that we feel like we've stepped out of the boat, we've taken that step of faith, we thought we were obeying God, and yet it seems to have gone different to how we've expected. Take courage. 
I am. Don't be afraid. Are you hearing God say that? In your storms, in the things that life throws, are you making space to hear the voice of God say to you? Because if he said it then, his same message is true for us today. Take courage. I am. Don't be afraid. But what's really interesting is this passage is, it goes on. Jesus says this incredible line and it sticks with us and it still resonates today. But then, once, once Jesus has said this, Peter responds in his most unlikely way. Jesus says this incredible line and then Peter turns around and goes, Jesus, if it's really you, tell me to come out of the boat. If you're calling me, if you say come, I'm stepping out. Hang on a minute, Peter. Do you see the gall, the, the boldness, the audacity here? Peter isn't just saying, he, he's looking at the miracles of Jesus and he's going, he's, he's not just saying, oh, that's nice. Uh, wow, good job, Jesus. No, he's saying, if this is you, I want what you have. I, I want to be in on it. P- Peter is, 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 is saying this radical declaration of faith. And you know, all of us have a tendency that when we're faced in the middle of a storm, we tend to find our boat. I wonder what your boat is. We find things that where we're comfortable. We find a boat where we're safe. We find a boat where things are the way we know they always are. We find a boat where things are secure or familiar. Basically, when the storms of life come, the storms of change, the storms of conflict, the storms of fear, the storms of tension, when we find these storms, we find a boat that we can shrink back into, that we can hide from the storm. But Jesus says, come. And whatever that boat is, that boat is holding you back from reaching God's potential for you. Whatever that boat is, is stopping you reaching God's purpose. And Jesus says, come. And when Jesus says, come, he calls us to step out of the boat. Oh, if we had a church that had some Peters in it, that would be willing to say, I'm stepping out when they hear Jesus say, come. If we had a church that would have had people willing to say, I don't know what's ahead of me, but when I'm hearing God say, come, I'm stepping out. If we had a church with some people saying, I don't know what the circumstances are going to bring. In fact, all the circumstances seem against me, but I'm stepping out. My bank balance is saying no, but I'm stepping out. The haters are saying it can't be done, but I'm stepping out. What if we had a church where some people were willing to say, I'm stepping out of the boat. Turn to the person next to you and say, if Jesus says come, I'm stepping out. Because if Jesus says, come, if Jesus says, come, I want to listen to the voice of the one who can calm the wind and the waves with a storm. If Jesus says, come, I want to hear the voice of God that says, take courage. I am. Don't be afraid. Because sooner or later, if we're going to walk by faith, 
We need to put ourselves in a position where when we're vulnerable, we're willing to step out and trust God, even when we're uncertain. Peter stepped out of the boat and he encountered God. And I think Jesus is calling us to exactly the same thing. When he says, come, are we willing to step out of our boat and follow him? You know, sometimes as we're in the middle of this moment, it's hard to see God speaking. It's hard to hear God in the storm. Sometimes as we're, we're being buffeted by the waves, we can fall into what Peter fell into, which is doubt. We can fall into not knowing what's ahead and thinking God has abandoned us. But at youth group on Friday, we were looking at the Psalms and David Strawn shared this line from Psalm 103, which is saying, when we don't know what's ahead, we need to preach to our own heart. We need to actually speak to our own heart and remind ourselves of who God is. And I love that. Are we willing, when we're buffeted by the waves and our visibility is zero, are we willing to preach to our own heart and say, I don't know what's ahead, but I am standing on. Take courage. I am. Don't be afraid. I don't know where you're coming from this morning. I don't know whether this whole God thing is new to you or whether church is familiar and and it's where you... Feel comfortable, but let me tell you this. There is only one thing strong enough to hold us in the middle of the storm. And it's when we remind our heart of the words of Jesus, take courage, take courage. I am. Don't be afraid. It's the word of the one who looked a storm in the face. You know, as I finish up, Uh, There's this line in Isaiah, which really spoke to me. And Isaiah is writing several hundred years before Jesus. And he's writing from the perspective of Jesus and speaking about Jesus. But here he's, he's speaking as Jesus and he's saying, The sovereign Lord has spoken to me and I have listened. I have not rebelled or turned away. I offered my back to those who beat me. And my cheek to those who pulled my beard. I did not hide my face from mockery and spitting. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, determined to do his will. I know that I will not be put to shame because he who gives me justice is near. Jesus set his face like a flint against the storms of our life, the storm of separation from God, the storm of death, the storm of hopelessness, the storm of our guilt. And he set his face and took the full brunt of the storm in himself at the cross. Just like Peter was crying out in the storm, Lord, save me. Jesus cried out to God. And yet in that moment, it was the one moment that heaven was silent. But in that moment, Jesus took the full weight of the storm so that in his silence, we can hear the voice that says, take courage. I am. Don't be afraid. In our darkest storms, in the moments that we feel like we're drowning and we can't do anything else other than lift our hand and say, Lord, save me. In those moments... Because of Jesus, we are guaranteed a response. We are guaranteed the same response that Jesus gave to Peter. Take courage. I am. 
Don't be afraid. And so my prayer for you today is this. As we face the storms of life, may we remember the, the voice of a God who is madly in love with us, who looks through our storms, who took on our storms at the cross in Jesus. So that whatever we're facing, we can hear that voice. We can hear Jesus say, take courage. I am. Don't be afraid. Let's pray as the the band comes up to finish in our final song. Father, sometimes we're in storms that we don't know what to do with. We don't know how to take another step. We're, We're treading water. But thank you that you do not abandon us in these moments. You do not leave us. And in fact, you call us into the storm because you will reveal who you are in the storm. Thank you, Father, that as we step into the storms, we know that we will hear the voice which says, take courage. Have faith. Be bold. Remember where our hope is from. And thank you, Lord, that this man who spoke those words wasn't just a man, but was the God who parted the waves and the winds and saved his people both in Exodus and in Jesus and still today. And so, Father, we surrender ourselves right now afresh to you. We ask right now that in the middle of our storms that we would trust you, that we would have faith, and that you would grab us and save us. In Jesus' name.